Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens, and joining me in, well, the color chair, we welcome Margo. How you doing? It's black. I know. <laughs> but you walked in here and said, I'm just here for color. I said the color was pink. And color is pink? You want to change the color? Amber. Amber? Is that the color of your energy? Anywho, we're off to a wonderful, <laughs> ravaging start it here. It was all yellow. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We have, <laughs> aside from our always more than awkward intros, uh, we have a ton to talk about today. Um, the podcast and the junior member of the podcast who doesn't really make it on here very often. Did uh, what? Peyton. Why are we talking about her? Um, because we all made it over to Citrus County this weekend. Oh. <laughs> to... Uh, Dawson was here too. Yeah, I was getting there. The junior member. The junior member. The juniorist. He's like a senior member now. He's been around a while. Stop it. Anyways, we made it over. He's only in kindergarten. (laughs) We made it to the Citrus County Speedway for the Wilson Memorial uh, Pure Stock Race. Eighty-five laps of action there. Um, We will cover the action from Auburndale thanks to Speedway Video getting out there. Um, I was able to watch back the videos, and we have some coverage of that for you. And at the end of the show, we have a big shakeup in the power rankings. So we'll go all over that, both the World Series power rankings and the Florida State power rankings. So we'll cover that. And uh, we got the Clash coming up at the Coliseum. So NASCAR is back this Sunday. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And a little speed fest. That is what we have planned for the show today. So plenty to get to. We'll get right into it. But first, I want to thank our wonderful sponsors here, including American Auto, SRQ Taxes, the Barry Paint and Body. We also have Schultz Engineered Products and Schultz Fuel Cells, of course, and 124 Welding and Fab. And Never Give Up with Andy Morrison. Appreciate everybody for supporting the show. So, Margo, I, I want to start by asking you a question because... I know a lot of people listen in here to know what you have to say. So what did you think of the way they qualified for the pure stock race with the heat races instead of qualifying? What are your thoughts on that format? Better than single car qualifying. You, so you do think it's better? Yeah. You, you enjoyed actually watching yeah, the race? Yeah, the only it. ones that don't like it are the ones that aren't good enough to qualify in in a heat race or a concert race. Sorry, I said it. And, and luckily, most everybody was able to make it. There's 30 cars for 26 spots, so there's still a little bit of drama. But um, The other four probably weren't going to last in the entire race anyways. Probably so not. I said it. That's, I mean, that's Hi, a I'm fair point. I'm here to point. piss everyone off. <laughs> I mean, it's a fair point. Uh, I really enjoyed that. I love that style of racing. That's what I grew up watching at Thunder Road. You had to earn your way into the show. Uh, you had to, well, race your way into the show. I guess you can earn your way in qualifying too, but... Uh, I enjoyed watching those races. There was some drama. You know, they took the top seven. Um, so it's pretty wide range to make it into the show, but I enjoyed the drama from about fifth on back because they were they were trading paint and giving each other shots, trying to uh, secure themselves a spot in this big race. So I definitely did enjoy that. Um, overall, I thought it was a rather tame night for Citrus standards. Yeah. I mean... It was. There, there was good racing. There was action. Um, a lot of dirty moves made in the spectator races. Oh, we're going to talk about that in a minute because I've got a bone to pick with that. Um, 
<clears throat> it was it was a very fun night. It was an efficient night. They ran a very tight ship, and, and like I said, there there were some dust ups, but other than the one Crown Vic race, it was a very smooth night. Remember that that first Crown Vic race took about an hour and a half. Oh yeah. Remember Alec, who was filming for Racing America, yeah. was like, "I'm gonna need a beer to get through this." Yeah, I remember. It's I've blinked since then, so sorry. <laughs> My brain's a dark. Dead. Crazy spot right now. It's a wild jungle full of scary gibberish in my brain right now. So, so I had to think about what that. what what she's saying is you don't know what's what <laughs> you're gonna get on this show. And uh, if you tune in for what's Margo gonna say next, you'll probably hockey puck, rattlesnake, monkey, monkey underpants. I don't know what that means, but it's probably gonna piss somebody off. So there you go. Oh, my um, God, why did she say hockey puck before rattlesnake? I mean, how dare she talk about hockey on a racing podcast? What the hell? Um, oh, she's talking about snakes. It's funny because she is one. So, again, 32 cars showed up for the Harley Wilson Senior Memorial. Uh, two broken practice, um, and they whittled it down to 26. You know, I, I gave this poor driver the couldn't make it off the trailer award last year. I was happy that Timmy qualified. I was happy to see him make it in the race. Uh, he didn't finish the race. You were cheering I'm, for him for him in the heat race. And I'm like, go guy that's not Timmy. <laughs> Just because I have to be an asshole. You have to be the contrarian. I do. Yeah. I've also known Timmy longer than like a lot of people, so I can joke around with him. Well, I, I enjoy that at the end of the night, we, we went to the pits, and we made it like three steps in the pits because we found Timmy and William and Zach and, and Justin. Dawson got freaking kidnapped by some rabbit announcer on a golf cart right and then everybody tried to make him run around the racetrack (laughs) poor kid so as always it was a uh, very enjoyable experience over there and and appreciate tony for getting us in giving us some passes um you know kind of an exchange for some coverage here on the podcast we're going to cover it anyway but um the the race itself let's talk about the main event i think the biggest moment in in this took out one of the big contenders. Uh, Jonathan Appleby in the 69 blew up on the back straightaway. Big old cloud of smoke. They they had just gone back green, and I thought I saw smoke. He went around, went down the back straightaway, and just exploded, put oil down. The cars went spinning. That was the biggest moment of the race, and I I think he would have been in the mix. Do, do, do you agree with, with that sentiment? Do you think Jonathan Appleby would have been up in the probably in the top five? Yeah, he usually is. So Yeah. He's, uh, he's one of the top dogs there, unfortunately uh, credited with a 26th place finish. Um, just, ahead, just ahead of him was Keith Zavril. I didn't even know he was in the race. But, really? Um, yeah, I didn't know. You blind? I knew he was in the Crown Vic race. Oh. But, I, no, I did not know who the 73 was until just now. Um, Jonathan Appleby blows up. That was the wildest moment. The, the other big story of the Pure Stock race was a lot of flat tires. Uh, we saw Bobby Mobley get a flat tire. He started 17th, 18th on the field, worked his way up into the top five, was battling with somebody, and a little contact was made. He popped the tire, went to the back of the field, came all the way back up. In my opinion, there was two drivers that really stuck out in this race to me. Um, at the beginning, oh, we'll make it a third. At the beginning, Zach Briggs looked really, really good. He faded to 11th. Um, so didn't get the finish that I thought maybe he'd get, but the, the two drivers that really caught my eye in this race, a Bobby Mobley, uh, coming from mid pack twice up to finish third. And we talked about this, Margo, Caleb Grossenbacher. I, I think we looked at each other after the race and we, we both like said the same thing at the same time. We we're just very impressed with his, his oh, night. Yeah. yeah. 
Definitely. I mean, led some laps in contention, just couldn't hold off eventual winner Travis Blotts, who all night long, Mario. You had never even heard of. No, I here's the thing. I, I've heard the name, like, but I couldn't put it together. I'm like, who even is this Travis Blotts? When I was doing research for the power rankings, he was he was the outlaw street stock champion. He drives the white number seven. Okay. So when I saw that, I was like, that's how I know the name, but I don't pay close attention to that division because it's just, it's kind of there. I think the pure stocks are the better division. Um, you can come at me if you want to for that. But um, the whole night, I'm like, who is this guy? Because he is, he's putting a whooping on these guys now that he's out front. Once Travis got out in front, that was it. He survived a plethora of restarts towards the end and uh, was able to hold off and well, able to get around and then hold off Caleb Grossenbacher for the victory. So Travis Blotz, former Outlaw Street Stock champion, amongst other accolades, um, takes the big win, takes the big money in the inaugural Harley Wilson Senior Memorial ahead of Caleb Grossenbacher and Bobby Mobley. Jason Waller was fourth, Sport Harley Wilson. So one of the Wilsons up in the top five. Uh, Cody Struble, Kyle Courtney, Preston Davis, Carlin Ray, who I thought would do a little bit better than a ninth place finish, and Raymond Catterton rounding out your top 10. Anybody else? Preston in the top Davis 10? won that race. Yeah. And, and he won the one two weeks ago, too. Uh, was it a, a heat race where he finished like third and you're like, no, Preston Davis won? <laughs> I, I think I remember you shouting that out. Yeah. Um, I'm an asshole. Anything else from this race that that surprised you? Um, I know at one point you were you texted Austin to poke it with a stick. So to com- be completely honest with you, I've already forgotten everything. You've already forgotten. I've, it. It's been such a st- <laughs> look. Margo, monkey, monkey, underpants. Margo's speed weeks has started, and it's Margo's turning into week. hell week. Uh, <laughs> Margo's speed week started two weeks ago. Right. So Margo is. You y'all are lucky Margo's on the show. I am lucky. I, I was waiting for her to just tell me to go do this myself, but Oh, that was an option, okay, bye. No, you're stuck now. Oh. Um No, I thought I, I thought it was a very entertaining race. Love the qualifying format. Uh, might have been more cars the week before. Who knows? Hard to tell. Doesn't matter. Um good solid race. You had good drivers all the way through. I mean, William Hyman was fifteenth, Sammy Coghill was sixteenth, um the Dodge Carlbert twenty third, so you had <laughs> Excuse me. You had good drivers everywhere. And uh, congratulations to Travis Blotz picking up the big win in that event. I hope that continues. I love big pure stock races. I will I will always try to make my way to a pure stock race if possible. So let's quickly go over. So that the, being said, uh, are you going to um Cletus's no. playground this weekend? No, I am not. Okay. Uh it's not possible. Don't worry, the rest of the state of Florida will be there. Well, they also had the Crown Vix in action, and I only have one of the finishes. I know the first race, it was a wild cluster function of a race. There was about 23 and a half cautions. Um, it, took, it took about 45 minutes to run 20 laps. Um, Ford Outlaws did twin 20s on this night. The Legends cars didn't show up, so uh, Ford Outlaws got to race twice. Twin 20s for those guys. Uh, the first race was won by Eric Sharon. I remember... Uh, uh, during the heats, the the couple that was right behind us, uh, to my left, they were they were picking winners. And the guy's like, "Oh, I'm gonna pick the seven up car." And the lady's like, "I'm gonna pick the." I'm like, "Go with the 95. Go with Eric Sharon." And then he freaking sandbagged in the heat race, and finished third, so he get a better starting position for the feature. And yeah. I turn around and I'm like, "I'm sorry, he's normally better than that." And then he comes out for the. 
the first feature and dominates and wins. And I looked at him like, see, I told you he's sandbagging. But Eric Sharon picked up another like Ford Outlaw win. Dawson's like, I just like the 7-Up car. Yeah, that was That's... the 7-Up car and the, the two that had the, what, what do you call them? Like the, the bomber mounts. The eye bites. Yeah, the, the teeth on the, the side. I love those paint schemes. There's some really cool looking Crown Vicks out there. Um, I, I love the division. I know that they get a little wild sometimes, but I feel like, you know, there there's that always that part of the crowd that enjoys that. So it's good to have a little bit of wildness out there from time to time. And we got that for sure in race one. Race number two for the Ford Outlaws, again, pretty clean. One caution at the end, setting up a, a shootout to the finish, but Keith Zavril. In the 15, was able to hold off Wyatt Lowry to get the win. Eric Sharon was third. Sean Senekosov was fourth. Gary Holman Jr., fifth. Clint Hicks, who was seemingly all over the place all night long. Uh, he was one of my picks to win the first race, and that did not go so well. Um, Nicholas Jenny, seventh, eighth, was Scott Hendrickson. Um, James Mullins was ninth, and rounding out the top 10 of race two was Chris Allen. Um, I am using the uh, CCS race day page for these results so maybe it's uh the maybe the first race is on speed hive but i'm not sure and i'm going to move on now to the mini stock feature which i'll, I'll be honest i did not have my eyes fully on this race the one thing i do know is that justin Pittman, he's kind of the dominant driver out there in the mini stock class and he was wrecked he got wrecked out in this one had a big pileup in uh, turns three and four early in the race. But I, I kind of had one eye on the race and one eye on the kids. I was kind of, it was the end of the night, I was letting them run around up on the upper deck uh, behind the cameraman. And uh, they were having fun with that. And yeah, I, I didn't pay that close attention to this. I know that Pittman got wrecked. And that was the big story because he normally wins these things. Uh, he still finished fifth. So to get wrecked, finished fifth, his uh, left rear, uh, camber was instead of where it's supposed to be it was in big time towed in towed in so it was bent and destroyed and he still finished fifth uh steven Poulton senior took the win here in what was the final race of the night steven wyatt in the 85 second jason simons was third fourth was ryan mowry justin Pittman, the aforementioned driver there finished fifth ricky shaheed caleb boardman ryan wilson ken larsh and roy bubba healy rounding out the top 10. And then the other event that took place was Margot's favorite race of the night, the Bandoleros. Tell us all about it, please. We. Oui. And that's pretty much what happened. You had four of them. And one one of them, one of the 38s, came all the way from Cordial earlier in the day uh, and was all racing. All the way. It's all the a two-and-a-half-hour drive from Citrus. All the way to Citrus there, two-and-a-half hours. And... Uh, yeah, an old Chrysler Carl over there. Chrysler. They they missed out on that for sure. Let that sink in a minute. Um, the other 38, I think, was Trey White. Came late, battled hard with Bryce and Carlbert. They actually got together and spun out. Um, if you're going to have a four-car race, at least these drivers made it interesting. And old Chrysler, Bryce and Carlbert took the win over Trey White, Chase France, and Jacob Huber. So Margo's favorite part of the whole night was the conversation she had that was basically they have Dodge Carlbert, so they should have had Chrysler Carlbert. And it would have been, like I said on the last show a couple times, bingo, bingo, bongo. So there you go. My favorite thing is when Austin makes jokes 
And that's not the joke he made over the mic that he looked down to see his, <laughs> if his target. Oh yeah, what was his his joke of the night? Because uh, Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly. I think. Hang on. No, maybe not Joe Kelly. Shit. I have to scroll back through it. So well, she finds that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> she's like, "Come on, man, pick up the slack." Um, uh, again, it, it was a very solid night of racing. Other than that first Crown Vic race, relatively clean. If you want to go back, you can watch all the action on Racing America. Racing America had you covered for Citrus. Speedway Video had you covered for Auburndale this week. So really no excuse for you to not know what went down this week. But for a lot of you, that's why you listen to the show. You like to like to hear what we have to say. <laughs> Where did I get Joe Kelly from? I don't know. Did you find it? Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly. Yes. Okay. Yes. He, he kept making, and he said something about Chip Kelly and then wherever, something at UCLA or something like that, because that's, you know, Chip football joke yeah and he like he's looking down at me as he's making the joke and i texted him i couldn't stop laughing at it and he goes tony said his name and i was like wait a minute i'm like i told ryan i like when austin makes a joke and then looks down to see if his target audience has been reached <laughs> yeah he, he he always if we're there he'll look down for at least your seal, seal of approval um austin does a great job up there with, with, with tony and Austin's got the, he's got like those dry, like Matt Kenseth type jokes where it's like, you, you got it, right? You got it. And if you're not, if you're not witty and not paying attention, it'll go right over your head. Um, speaking of Austin and having fun, he left the booth for the spectator races. Let's talk about this. Um, they brought back spectator races. They only had a handful of cars participate, but they made it very fun. They had a big old truck with, what Dawson say? Where are your tires? <laughs> Tires, it, it, this big old lifted truck with low profile tires came out. There was a Mustang. Uh, how small y'all is. There was something else out there. I can't remember now. Um, and then we had this race. It was an Acura versus a. Um, it's not an Acura. Are you forgetting about the Plymouth? Oh, that's it. The 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 duster. Yeah, I forgot because it did one race and it was that gone. old jackass got me banned on. I'm just kidding. The the old duster that was in the flagpole race at the end of last year did the spectator race because it's street legal. From Facebook for telling somebody that I was going to kick them if they didn't stop trying to argue with me over what it was. Well, you can't say that on prissy old Facebook anymore. Can't say anything on Facebook anymore. You got to go to Twitter to but say. If what you I want. wanted, if I said I wanted to like lick them from their head to their toes, that'd be okay on Facebook. No, it's not okay. <laughs> I would ban you. I would go and ban your account for that. That's inappropriate. Oh, Ricky Stenhouse. No, ma'am. So this uh, this Acura comes out and to race against the Crown Vic. Spoiler alert: It was Cameron driving the Crown Vic, Cameron Ray, and Austin was a passenger. Zach Curtis was in the Acura, and those two. They said they were going to put on a show, and they did. They traded some paint, but Zach Curtis ended up freaking Cheater. winning. Yeah, he, he ended up winning the freaking spectator races. Um, I, I don't think he could take... I would love to see him take that same car and try to beat Casey Hawthorne, though. I mean, it was at least entertaining, because if it wasn't for that, it would have been the most boring spectator races I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it, they made it entertaining. I'm it fun. sorry, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Some tracks have really good stock car racing, and some have really good spectator racing, and I'll just let you figure out which ones are which. I think I know what you're trying it's to say. the hardest one with the really good spectator racing. We have some good stock car racing, too. We just don't have 152 cars. Yes, week. in the next two weeks, we have some great stock car racing because, yee, Murderfords. Are modified stock cars? 
They're modified. A stock car isn't a stock car. <laughs> it's modified. Okay, it's under the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing. You got me. Um, so, yeah, Zach Curtis won the spectator race. I immediately heckled him because I can. And then I asked him, I texted him, uh, asking if I could borrow 100 bucks. <laughs> to which he did not respond. So, we did not get the Zach Curtis sponsorship this week. <laughs> Boo, you Darn. Won. So, the show is therefore in jeopardy Sorry, we're moving done now. forward. Um, final thoughts on Citrus County this weekend. Always fun. I love, that's my favorite track. Yeah. Had a good time hanging out afterwards. Um, I I always like getting stories from the pits. Uh, Justin Reynolds was there talking to, uh, William Hyman. He's like, yeah, I was supposed to be driving the car, but I broke my hand. And I was like, well, damn, that sucks. And he's like, yeah, it does. I probably could have at least got the car in the top 10. And, uh, (laughs) she, okay. She's all right. But uh, William Hyman finished like 14th. Justin was going to drive it, broke his hand. So to expand upon that, I'm talking to Bruce Bennett earlier this week because he's he was wanting to bring the Modified out for a couple of Speed Weeks races, especially the 75 lapper because he was thinking about running for the, the championship at the track with the six-pack series. He broke his hand. Quit so punching each other. He's not... <laughs> oh, wow. So he's not really... <laughs> he's not able further. to race. Um, he wants... He wants to do the 75 lapper, but he's not sure it's a good idea. Um, I told him, you know, fine. just come get your points and then think about the rest of the season. But anyways, that's not that's not up to me. He's got to do what he's got to do. And then he was telling me that uh, Jeff Cuddy broke his hand. Somebody else he knew broke his hand. So, like, the new the new. Are epi- y'all sitting in a... Si- no, my- no. Don't go there. It, don't go there, you jerk. <laughs> Leave, leave the circle, gonna, leave the say. circle stuff out of it, you jerk. Um, <laughs> oh goodness. Um, oh, I had a point too. Oh, so the 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 new epidemic, in case you're wondering, is broken hands. So be careful. Cool. That's your uh, racing with Ryan PSA of the day. Sorry, Rob. We can't put your race car back together with my fucking luck this week. I'll break it. You hand. might break your hand. So I'll break a hip. You break a hand. Um, but no, good time at Citrus. I appreciate their hospitality as always. Definitely enjoyed it. And, um, unless you've got anything else, take our first commercial break here, hop on over, cover Auburndale and move forward. Hippity hop. Here we go. Enjoy some commercials. We'll be right back on the other side. Hey everybody, I want to take a quick moment here and thank some of our great sponsors with the Racing with Ryan podcast, including one of our first American Auto They are located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach. You can get a hold of them at 386-428-1941 for tires and service. They've got you covered 100% of the time for fast, dependable service. You can always count on American Auto. We also thank 124 Welding and Fabrication with Ron D'Alessandro and his company for coming on board and supporting the show here. Uh, make sure you check out their Etsy store. Uh, go to Etsy.com and search 124 Welding and Fab. That'll come right up. You can see some of the great items that Ron has for sale. And, of course, you can reach out to them if you want uh, some custom work done. They do all kinds of stuff, welding and fabrication, obviously, but uh, great decorations and metalworking available for sale as well. At 124 Welding and Fabrication, check out the Etsy store. We also thank... Our good friends at Schultz Engineered Products and Schultz Racing Fuel Cells, one of our major sponsors here on the show. Um, They do, I I mean, just high-quality work. If you want the best in safety, you get the best with Schultz. Um, 
They have been hiring. If you're looking for a good place to work, I know a number of people now working over there. Um, get with get with Rob at uh, 732-922-4334 and uh, see what they're looking for. See what's available. If you like a great work environment and uh, get to work with some really cool things. If you like racing and um, you like hands-on work, this is definitely the place for you. And of course, make sure you get your Schultz Racing Fuel Cells that way, in the case of an emergency, you know you're protected by the best. But check them out on the web, Schultz Racing Fuel Cells and Schultz Products. Also, we welcome our good friends at DeBerry Paint and Body for coming on board, one of our new major sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Once you get your service done at American Auto, you know if you're involved in an incident, you need some body work done, make sure you take it to DeBerry Paint and Body. That's the only place I trust with my vehicle, so make sure you take them there. You can call them at 386-320-0267. They are located at 400 Chairman Court, Suite 200, in DeBerry, Florida, 32713. And they are open uh, Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, and Saturdays before race day from 10 to 1. So make sure you get with them if you need any body work. Hey, if your car's looking a little dull in the Florida sun, they got you covered as well. That is DeBerry Paint and Body. We thank them for coming on board. And we welcome a brand new sponsor for tax season here at the Racing with Ryan podcast. Got to make sure you get those taxes done. And you want to make sure it's done by somebody who's going to do you right. We welcome SRQ Taxes. That is, of course, our good friend Steve Darling. Uh, they are a family-owned tax practice with offices located in Sarasota, Florida, but they can assist with taxes anywhere via their secure portal. Uh, you can give them a call at 941-840-1099, 941-840-1099, or for more information, you can visit srqtaxes.com. And again, if uh, somebody's going to be handling my money, I want to make sure it's it's somebody that I know and trust, and I know that Steve will take good care of you. So SRQ Taxes, thank you for coming on board and uh, being the official tax partner of the Racing with Ryan podcast. And hey, with all these sponsorships, yeah, we're going to need some taxes too. Uh, we also thank our good buddy Andy Morrison with Never Give Up Racing, a uh, huge supporter of Florida Short Track Racing. He has some great picture frames that are available. Uh, he gave some of those out during the banquet back a couple of weeks ago, and he sent me some information on the Never Give Up Racing light-up picture frames. If you would like to get one, you can call Andy or text Andy at 407-675-1769. They are $35 a piece. They'll make a great addition to any man cave or even living room. So make sure you check those out. I know he's got hats and t-shirts available all the time as well, and he will be doing a lot to support, uh, especially Bomber A and B Racing at New Smyrna, but Short Track Racing as a whole, this coming season. Again, if you'd like to come on board, there's always opportunity, just $5 an episode. You name what you want to do and we'll get it on the show. And we appreciate everybody for their support, past or present. And now we'll let you get back to the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. We're going to take a few moments here and look over what went down at the Auburndale Speedway this past weekend. Of course, uh, we just recapped the action from Citrus County where we were in attendance, but thanks to Speedway Video and his coverage, uh, we were able to take a look at what went down over there, and um, we'll do our best to kind of recap things 
even though we weren't there. So this will kind of be our around-the-state segment, if you will. On the third segment of the show, of course, coming up, we have the new power rankings to go over, and we'll talk The Clash and a little bit of Speedfest. Margo will join us again for that portion of the show. Uh, Twin Super Late Model 50s, that was the headlining class over at Auburndale this past weekend. And man, I'm telling you, I love watching the Super Lates or the Late Models, whatever you want to call them over there at Auburndale. They always race hard. There's usually a lot of contact. There's a lot of torn up race cars. I don't know how they continue to do this, but it seems like every time they run twin races over there, they have at least, at least 16 cars. Uh, that's where they were at this weekend for the two races. And again, um, doing my best to recap everything based on what I saw from Speedway video. But basically, if I were to sum up the super late model races in just a few words, I would tell you amazing racing. Um, a lot of drama, a lot of cautions. So there's a lot of restarts, a lot of called back restarts, a lot of debris cautions. Because again, these guys are beating and banging. Parts are flying off. Um, unlike the pure stocks and the, the mini stocks and all the other stuff, you got fiberglass bumpers on these cars. So they get together, they're peeling sheet metal off. It was wild. Sparks were flying. Um, if you, I mean, that's that's why this place is called the Bull Ring. If, if you like hard-nosed short track racing, you got it in both events. Um, if you go to their results on my race pass, uh, they have the features flip-flop. So uh, feature two is actually feature one and vice versa. So let's start with feature number one. Again, 16 cars in attendance. Great field. Um, a lot of the guys that we talked about last year, Chase Lovelady, George Gorham. Um, it was good to see Jeff Schofield there. Ryan Walters, Hunter Lovelady. Cody Stickler is driving that uh, 142 car now instead of the 421 car. Thank God they have that figured out because that threw me for a loop a whole bunch of times last year when I was calling races over there with Steve. Uh, what we got in race number one was a hell of a duel between Jeff Schofield and Cody Stickler. Uh, first half of the race, clean and green, and then it was a rash of yellows to the end. Um, just lots of contact, lots of beating and banging, uh, but a fantastic race at the end. One of the wilder moments happened when um, John Guy got pushed out of the groove and then came down the racetrack in turn number four, got into Chase Lovelady, and triggered a wild incident down the front straightaway into turn number one. Um, and that set up the, the battle between Jeff Schofield and Cody Stickler, um, two drivers that spoiler alert have moved into the top of the power rankings. And we'll see how they all kind of fall into place as we go into the next segment, but a great duel here between Jeff Schofield, and Cody Stickler, two of the best drivers in Florida period. Uh, and yes, Jeff Schofield still has it because he was able to out duel Cody Stickler for the victory. Coming home in third in race number one was Hunter Lovelady. Ryan Walters with a fourth-place finish, and John Guy was able to battle back to fifth despite the damage. Uh, Keith Roggin was in sixth, followed by Bray Holmes. The little engine that could from last year upgraded their motor, by the way. They now have what you would classify as a super late model engine in that car. Um, after the protests and everything last year, they decided to upgrade, and I, th I think they're still working out the bugs on that because it's, it's a big change when you go... Um, from a prolate motor to having so much more power now, so much more horsepower. So I think they're still learning the ropes on that, but they finished seventh in race one. Richard Elkins, uh, he was eighth. Carter Brown, ninth. Ross Francisco, 10th. Chase Lovelady, 11th. TJ DeCare did not finish. He was in 12th. 
Mike Smith, 13th, A.J. Waller, 14th, and Michael Cherry and George Gorham Jr. George had a tough night. He was DQ'd in race number one. Both Michael Cherry and George Gorham, two of the 10 cars, two of the three number 10 cars on the night were DQ'd in race number one. Over to race number two now, another great battle between Cody Stickler and Jeff Schofield. That was kind of the story of the night. Those two were up front in each of the two events. And a lot of what we saw was everybody fighting behind those two. Race number two had some wild moments. Uh, again, George Gorham just had the worst luck. He got into it with TJ DeCare. Uh, those two guys would, would would get together. Body parts would go flying. Uh, George actually finished sixth in race number two, but it was not the night he was looking for. Normally, you expect George up on the podium both times, but he was unable to get there once on opening night for the Supers here in 2023. Um, he and TJ DeCare got into it. There's a big wreck on the back straightaway with John Guy and uh, Bray Holmes was involved in that. A couple other guys. There's lots of contact again in this one. Lots of body parts flying. Lots of debris yellows. Lots of what I call false starts where the restarts get called back. One actually saved George Gorham before all hell broke loose on him. Definitely a wild moment when when he and DeCare got together. It's the thumbnail on Speedway Videos YouTube uh, if you've gone back to watch the videos. So definitely things got wild here. When it came down to it again, it was round two of Jeff Schofield versus Cody Stickler. Jeff Schofield wins race one. It appears in race number two that Cody Stickler has won. When I watched the video initially, I'm like, well, hey, they they swapped wins. They were Those two were the class of the field. Pretty good job. Then I went to go look at the actual results while I was working on power rankings and come to find out that Cody Stickler, who took the checkered flag here in race number two, was uh, was DQ'd. He was too light. Same with third-place finisher TJ DeCare, who battled back sands the front end of that car. Um, He finished third, but that was taken away in tech. So tough night for a couple of the top contenders. Um, Cody Stickler, just an outstanding driving performance. If you look at his performance lately in this car, the 142, the, the Rex Sky car, um, if you look at his driving performance, it is stellar. I mean, hardly puts a wheel out of line. I mean, Auburndale, you're going to get bumped around, so you're going to get sideways and you're going to get into people, but he has been so good in that car. When he's been racing as modified, he's been outstanding. Um, he's one of the, he's a driver to consider as a threat anytime he shows up at the track, no matter what he's driving. Sucks that he got DQ'd. Sucks he had that taken away. I know... Um, Man, the, the tech man at Armadale's got to have some balls to disqualify the owner's car. But I think that speaks volumes to how they do things over there and keep a level playing field. Because if you got to toss the boss, you got to toss the boss. If he's light, he's light, you know? You can't just say, well, it's the boss's car. I'll, I'll, I'll turn a blind eye here. You can't do that and, and expect to keep having good fields. So it sucks for Cody, but... You got to do what you got to do. TJ DeCare also light, even though he's missing half of his car. So, you know, you can question things. You can think about fuel burnoff and all that, but it is what it is. So officially getting the win in race number two then would be Chase Lovelady, who had a dismal first race, started 11th in race number two and takes his first win of the 2023 season. Um, I think he's a driver that often gets overlooked. Um, an Auburndale regular, but usually right up near the front. Had kind of a tough end of 2022, but getting on the right foot here in 2023. Uh, Jeff Schofield, second in race number two. Michael Cherry was third. So a good run from him. He gets to keep this third-place finish. How about, Ke- Ke- 
How about Keith Rogan finishing in fourth in the 77 car? I kept watching the when I was first watching the video, I'm like, who is that 77? And and I heard Steve keep saying Keith and you know, just process of elimination. But sure enough, he's in the 77 car. One of his old 94s is now the 22 for Robert Jonas. So Keith Rogan playing musical cars here the last uh, few weeks. He's got that blue 94. He had the red 94. Now he's got this white, black, and yellow number 77. That looked very similar to Ruben Kakaris' Prolate, but it's not that car. So crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Keith Rogan, though, with a great run in fourth. Carter Brown in fifth. George Gorham finished sixth. His teammate Ross Francisco, seventh. Ryan Walters in eighth. A.J. Waller. Good to see him out there. I know he's a teammate to George Gorham this year. He finished in ninth. Bray Holmes, 10th. So Bray got crashed out in this one, but a tough night for one of the underdog teams that we cheered for a lot on this podcast last year. So tough night for them. Hunter Lovelady finished 11th. He was involved in one of the dust-ups there late in race number two. John Guy, 12th. Richard Elkins was torn up. Mike Smith didn't see much of him out on the track, but he finished 14th. Then, of course, uh, TJ DeCare and Cody Stickler DQ'd. So... Two wild, wild races um, we'll be covering. Uh, we'll hear Steve's point of view on the Hot Mike show, um, which will already be up by the time this podcast releases. So if you want Steve's point of view uh, from the tower, check in there. And you can, of course, go watch these back on Speedway Video. Uh, shout out to Jeff Schofield. Uh, I believe he was the fast qualifier. Yes, he was. A time of 13.329 seconds. Ahead of John Guy and George Gorham. So, um, great night of super late model racing over there. Definitely wild. A lot of sparks, a lot of torn up cars, and a lot of tempers. As a matter of fact, uh, on my second watch through of race number two of the super lates, as uh, Jeff Schofield's going into the pits, he runs into the back of George Gorham a little bit. So, definitely uh, tempers were flaring. It was a wild night for sure. So, let's take a look at the other um, Divisions that were in action here in the A-Mods, it would be Roger Blevins taking the checkers ahead of Bray Ganey. So Bray was DQ'd a couple of weeks ago, but they've rectified that situation. He finished third. Hell of a run for Dylan Martin. He finished in the third position. Hank Baker, uh, Hank Baker Jr., finished in the fourth position. Sam Cressman, fifth. Cody Durham and Bruce Packer, back behind the wheel of 15 car. He finished in the seventh position, one of those Chad Pierce Motorsports machines. A uh, good field of scramblers. Pretty wild race as usual here. I think the big story in this one is that Bill Witherington did not win this race. I believe his car uh, started to go into limp mode on him about halfway through the race or uh, two-thirds of the way through the race. If you watch the video, you'll see his car come off the corner and almost stop. And it goes back into the corner and it scoots around those corners, gets back to the straightaway, shuts back down. So, Tough break there for Bill. He was the winner a couple of weeks ago, not getting the win tonight. That honor would go to TJ Cruz in the 14. TJ was up front last week and had uh, mechanical problems with a radiator or something in the front end of that car let go, but uh, able to get some redemption here this week and take the win. Matt Miller was second. Mike Engel was third. William Kearns fourth. Guy Comel Jr. just ahead of Guy Comel Sr., fifth and sixth respectively there. Uh, Jay Roberts, seventh. Bill Witherington limping to an eighth-place finish, so still a good points night for him. Uh, Tony Davidson, ninth. Tenth was James Hare. It was Joe Kleitz, Ivan Davies, Eddie Davis, uh, Jared Sheffield, and Toby Ganey rounding out your 15-car field. TJ Cruz, heat race one winner, and William Kearns, heat race two winner. Crown Vicks, good field. They had 17 show up. There was like 30 of them over at uh, Citrus. 
as we talked about earlier. So good field here on the bull ring. This race was wild. There was all kinds of spins and crashes and calamity. Um, of course, the, the Pitts family was right in the middle of all of it again. So I, people are probably going to think I'm picking on them, but uh, it's just the way it goes. But uh, good night for Roger Blevins, though. He, I believe, if, if I'm remembering correctly, let me go back to the AMODs. Yes, um, Roger Blevins won the AMOD heat, won the AMOD feature, and takes home the win in the Crown Vic feature as well, driving the K9 machine. Uh, that was the car that was getting hit in the infield a week ago. So Roger Blevins behind the wheel on this night. Takes the win over Mike Wilson. Dalton DeGraff is third. Shane Bennett, fourth. Fifth was Chance Saucerman. Cole Bristol, sixth. Casey Lewis, seventh. Dennis Wilson, eighth. Ninth for Jimmy McLeod. Joshua Gurney. Tyler Landis, who led early and had problems late, dropped to 11th. Kayla Menard, Dustin Williams, uh, Mike Pitts, Trey Pitts, George Gorham, the third. And then Austin Bristol did not start. Heat race winners for the Crown Vicks. Tyler Landis, making his first start of the season, gets heat race number one. Dalton DeGraff, heat race number two. Street Stocks, a late addition to the field, or to the card for this week. Only a handful showed up, but uh, Jeff Dufresne Dufresne gets the win over Jason Bartram. Lauren Lanier, third, and Tim Rushing was disqualified. And uh, it was a clean sweep for Dufresne. He won both the heat and the feature event. I know they're looking to build up the street stock division over there uh, with 417 kind of in limbo right now. And basically the only other place that races around here is Citrus. So Auburndale trying to pick up some slack and give these guys a chance to race a little bit more. And it was good to see a handful come out. Good to see the support there. Uh, But all in all, a fun night over there at the Auburndale Speedway. Maybe not as crazy as what we covered a couple of weeks ago. But I'm telling you, those super late model twin features, as always, they delivered. I definitely recommend hopping over to Speedway Video on YouTube and watching those races back. Um, Some audio problems on the second race. So if you watch the first one and then you wonder where the announcer went on race number two, the uh, audio cutout uh, of the video in race number two. But Tom has done a great job to upgrade and uh, still learning all that uh, that new stuff, trying to get it to work well. But the the footage is spectacular. The, The picture quality is great. Uh, I saw somebody uh, respond with great tripod footage. It's actually fun to watch this. Uh, and that, that's what you want to hear. So glad Tom was able to make it out there. Appreciate Auburndale for having him. Um, and I really loved it. That way we were able to get out to Citrus and watch the, the Wilson Memorial and then able to come back and watch the footage so that we had a little bit more to talk about instead of just saying, well, so-and-so won this, so-and-so won that. Good field, blah, blah, blah. So a little bit of in-depth stuff. But again, um, Watching it back does it a lot more justice. So congratulations to Chase Lovelady and Jeff Schofield for splitting the twin 50s over at Auburndale. Where did they end up on the power rankings? Did they make the power rankings for Florida State? I will tell you the power rankings have been expanded. So stay tuned. We're going to take another quick commercial break on the other side. We'll give you our updated World Series and Florida State Power Rankings. NASCAR Power Rankings stayed the same. Those will change after the Clash this weekend. Uh, Margo and I will discuss the Clash and a little bit of Speed Fest. That is what you can expect in the third and final segment of the show. So we'll take a quick break and be right back with that. Hey, everybody. I want to take a quick moment here and thank some of our great sponsors with the Racing with Ryan podcast, including one of our first, American Auto They are located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach. You can get a hold of them at 386-428-1941. 
for tires and service. They've got you covered 100% of the time. For fast, dependable service, you can always count on American Auto. We also thank 124 Welding and Fabrication with Ron D'Alessandro and his company for coming on board and supporting the show here. Uh, Make sure you check out their Etsy store. Uh, Go to Etsy.com and search 124 Welding and Fab. That'll come right up. You can see some of the great items that Ron has for sale. And of course, you can reach out to them if you want uh, some custom work done. They do all kinds of stuff, welding and fabrication, obviously, but uh, great decorations and metalworking available for sale as well at 124 Welding and Fabrication. Check out the Etsy store. We also thank our good friends at Schultz Engineered Products and Schultz Racing Fuel Cells, one of our major sponsors here on the show. Um, They do, I I mean, just high-quality work. If you want the best in safety, you get the best with Schultz. Um, They have been hiring if you're looking for a good place to work. I know a number of people now working over there. Um, Get with with Rob at uh, 732-922-4334. And uh, see what they're looking for. See what's available. If you like a great work environment and uh, get to work with some really cool things. If you like racing and um, you like hands-on work, this is definitely the place for you. And of course, make sure you get your Schultz Racing Fuel Cells. That way, in the case of an emergency, you know you're protected by the best. But check them out on the web, Schultz Racing Fuel Cells and Schultz Products. Also, we welcome our good friends at DeBerry Paint and Body for coming on board, one of our new major sponsors here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. Once you get your service done at American Auto, you know if you're involved in an incident, you need some body work done, make sure you take it to DeBerry Paint and Body. That's the only place I trust with my vehicle, so make sure you take them there. You can call them at 386-320-0267. They are located at 400 Chairman Court, Suite 200 in DeBerry, Florida, 32713, and they are open uh, Monday through Friday, 9 to 6, and Saturdays before race day from 10 to 1. So make sure you get with them if you need any body work. Hey, if your car's looking a little dull in the Florida sun, they got you covered as well. That is DeBerry Paint and Body. We thank them for coming on board, and we welcome a brand new sponsor for tax season here at the Racing with Ryan podcast. Got to make sure you get those taxes done, and you want to make sure It's done by somebody who's going to do you right. We welcome SRQ Taxes. That is, of course, our good friend Steve Darling. Uh, They are a family-owned tax practice with offices located in Sarasota, Florida, but they can assist with taxes anywhere via their secure portal. Uh, You can give them a call at 941-840-1099-941-840-1099. Or for more information, you can visit srqtaxes.com. And again, if uh, somebody's going to be handling my money, I want to make sure it's it's somebody that I know and trust. And I know that Steve will take good care of you. So SRQ Taxes, thank you for coming on board and uh, being the official tax partner of the Racing with Ryan podcast. And hey, with all these sponsorships, yeah, we're going to need some taxes too. Uh, we also thank our good buddy Andy Morrison with Never Give Up Racing a huge supporter of Florida short track racing. He has some great picture frames that are available. Uh, He gave some of those out during the banquet back a couple of weeks ago, and he sent me some information on the Never Give Up Racing light-up picture frames. If you would like to get one, you can call Andy or text Andy at 407 
675-1769. They are $35 a piece. They'll make a great addition to any man cave or even living room. So make sure you check those out. I know he's got hats and t-shirts available all the time as well. And he will be doing a lot to support, uh, especially Bomber A and B racing at New Smyrna, but Short Track Racing as a whole this coming season. Again, if you'd like to come on board, there's always opportunity, just $5 an episode. You name what you want to do and we'll get it on the show. And we appreciate everybody for their support, past or present. And now we'll let you get back to the show. All right, welcome back to the show. Um, Margo's back, as you can tell by the weird noises going on over there. Um, Got to correct something from, uh, well, expand upon something that I just talked about from the Auburndale recap. Um, you t- tech- you Wait, what? I, I pre-recorded it, remember? <laughs> you're, letting them, you're letting them know the secrets. Um, <laughs> tech has big balls over there because not only did they DQ Cody Stickler, one of Rex Guy's cars, but they DQ'd the 88, Decare, that also comes out of Rex's shop. So... As uh, somebody oh, put my it, God. somebody put it lightly, any favoritism talks are out the window over there. So, anywho, big balls by the tech man to DQ those cars of all cars. I guess I need to go watch that. Uh, it was it was pretty good. Was, sorry, the, the late Tom. model races were pretty good. Sorry, Tom, I haven't had time. He understands. Um, with that said, I want to I want to go over the power rankings for Florida State and World Series because there have been some changes. I want to judge. Yes, that is why Margo is still here. She wanted to hear what I have for rankings and tell me how wrong I am. So do you want to start World Series or do you want to start Florida State? Go ahead. You're going to be wrong no matter what. Well, which one do you want me to start with? The one you're going to be wrong is on. Yeah, that's right. All right, so I'll start with the World Series. Um, So I have the top 12 here, and I'm going to go over them, and then I have some notes. So feel free to interject whenever you see fit. In 12th this week. I hate it. And yeah, there it goes. Uh, in in twelfth this week, I have Wayne Parker, uh, Florida modified driver. In eleventh, I still have Hunter Wright, pro late model. I think he's going to do well this year. Jerry Simons rounding out the top ten. Gabe Somers in ninth. Cody Stickler, I have in eighth. Nothing yet. Uh, in seventh, I have Connor Jones. Uh, Carson Dijon Tommaso moves up ahead of Connor Jones into the sixth spot. And here's where things start to change because we had some some bigger names come in. So Derek Griffith falls to fifth. Michael Hind falls to fourth. Jimmy Blewett is now third. In second, I have Casey Roderick. He has entered. And if first isn't Matt Hirschman, you is wrong. So in second, I have Casey Roderick because he's entered his super late model, uh, teaming up with Anthony Campy this year okay. for a run at the World Series. And if Matt Hirschman isn't number one, you are wrong. And Matt Hirschman is number one. He's finally officially, we talked about it last week. Like, why? I wasn't just, asking no questions. I'm not stupid. That's like, right. oh, Stuart Friesen's racing. Yeah, I know. So Matt Hirschman is number one, uh, finally officially <laughs> entered. And, and on the power play. Is probably the biggest name on the World Series entry list so far. Aside from who? You're giving me the look. Who else? Who else would you put up there? Are you meaning like big as in good driver? I mean, there's no better driver than Matt Hirschman right now, and mm-hmm. I can argue that until I die. Mm-hmm. I will die on top of well, that that's, hill. Well, that's why he's number one on the power Okay, rankings. I thought you were saying like no bigger name driver. I'm like, Stuart Friesen. Well, Stuart Friesen is a huge name. If, Ryan Priest. If he were running the full thing, I, I would consider him for the, the top 12, but... 
I, I try to consider who's running for the championships and stuff I like that. I mean, like bigger names, like people are gonna be like, "Oh, that guy's really good." Probably at the dirt track for Stewie, but no, and, and and who knows what surprises we're gonna have? I mean, we didn't know William Byron was gonna race last year until he showed up. So you never know. There, there still are some uh, changes. Uh, some notes I have on that. Um, Ron Silk was one of the drivers that dropped out. Uh, Casey Roderick, uh, D- Casey Roderick, and hey, Ronnie uh, Silk's not coming now. No, no, no. He's oh, he's coming. He just dropped out of the. the yeah, thing. took him off Got the it. stupid ass power ranking. <laughs> uh, Casey Roderick jumps to P number two with the uh-huh. with the super late model entry, and he was the highest super late model entered driver. Um, he should really see somebody if he's the highest. You know what I mean. He was he was the highest finishing of the drivers that have registered for Speed Weeks at Speed Fest this past weekend. Because he did not win it. No, he did not win it. But he was up front. <laughs> um, and then I have Carson D jumping over Connor Jones after uh, Carson D. John Tommaso has entered a tour modified as well. So Carson will be in the six hundred two mods and in the tour modifieds, and that's going to be interesting to watch. So. We will see what happens there. Uh, are you? Do you have any any thoughts on that? Did I screw up anywhere? I mean, I got I got number one right in your it's book, fine. so it's fine. Nothing else to uh, nothing else to battle with there. Did I have I missed anybody? Rob Schultz. He's not entered yet. I don't have him on the list. Motherfucker, you don't have half the six hundred two drivers that I have I've on got your thirty three on the list. list. All right. Rob Schultz is the 32nd. Well, you better give me his entry. He wasn't in your folder. eBay Motors slash Schultz Racing Fuel Cells 602s. You really think Rob Schultz... What the... What do you think I was at the shop until 9.30 last night doing? Hoping to get it entered. It's entered. All right. Well, we'll put him on the list. We'll see where he stacks up next week. So let's move over to the Florida Power Rankings, and I've expanded this to 12 cars now because some other tracks are starting to race now. And I, I after watching that super st- uh, pure stock race, I had to add some of these guys onto the list. So I've expanded it to 12. In 12th place, I have the 38 of Caleb Grossenbacher from his second-place run in the pure stocks. I would have put him up further. You would have? I think he has the potential to climb up he a little bit higher. He had a great rookie year last year. He did. He turned some heads, and 12th is where he is for now, but I think you're right. He he could be and may end up higher. In 11th, I have Nick Cummins, still a dominant mod mini driver over at Auburndale. Mm-hmm. In 10th, I have Brad May. In 9th, I have Travis Blotz for his win in the pure stock race. Because you because you finally figured out who he is. Yep, I did some research and I like yeah no this guy this guy isn't just some random ass guy he deserves to uh, to be in the list here. Here's a guy, but he is not the highest ranked pure stock driver on this list. Do you know who is? Not Paul Kochi. Not Paul Kochi. Bobby Mobley. I have him in eighth. Could Why? You? Because he started mid pack, came up to the top he five, on over to the top five, blew a tire, and then Mobley his way back up to third. So I thought that was very impressive. So I put him in eighth. In the seventh, I have Jeff Schofield after a great, great night over at Auburndale, picking up a win and a second-place finish, I believe, if I remember correctly. Uh, But still ahead of him, I have Dodge Carlbert for his performances in the Mod Mini and his Crown Vic so far this season. 
Uh, dropping down to fifth is Michael Atwell. Uh, I had him number one a week ago. He's dropped to fifth, did not have a good outing at Speedfest. Uh, Daniel Webster is in fourth now due to his big win. That uh, SRL Sportsman win has a lot of staying power. That was a huge, huge race, and uh, Webster remains in the top five and fourth spot here this week. In third, I have Michael Hind. Um, he did okay with the Pro Late over there. I think he was third over at Speedfest, uh, so he remains third on the board. In second, I have the 112 of Sean Bass for his continued dominance in the Mod Mini at New Smyrna. And our new number one driver, drum roll. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Number one driver. And we're going to get a in-studio drum roll here. Live drum roll. Here it comes. All right. Very good. Do you have any idea who it is? They can't hear me all the way back here. Just take a guess. Gordy. It is not Gordy. Uh, the number one driver on the list is Cody Stickler. Uh, and here's why he did get DQ'd, but I'm looking at his on-track performance recently. And uh, Jason Garver, <laughs> the the fact that anytime he's been at Auburndale in, in the late model recently, he's been up near the front, winning races. Why are we only talking about people that race asphalt? Um, because that's what we cover primarily on the show. I'm just I'm just gonna make a point real quick. Yeah, and I've made it several times. Anytime we talk about power rankings or driver of the month or whatever. Mm-hmm bullshit baloney people want to spew there are other drivers jason garver won every race he started last year i honestly don't know who that is so i don't i don't follow dirt racing very closely i enjoy dirt racing but i don't follow it so i will stick to something we will be fixing this season the power rankings will focus primarily on asphalt 99 percent will be asphalt drivers unless they are like patrick thomas and dip down in dirt or whatever uh, so what if I just like <clears throat> blow your mind and tell you that Jason Garver came from asphalt? That wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. I'm just saying, if we're going to keep doing these ranking things or like driver of the month thing, it's. I realize we're not dirt racing fans, but it's really not hard to like see the stuff that you see on Facebook. I realize that you see predominantly asphalt stuff. And right. That's because that's... because of my work now. I see a little bit of both. But everything I saw last year from all tech, any of those races, it was Jason Garver with a checkered flag in his hand. And nobody has given this man the credit he deserves. Well, this, this is good. Because people now you only can... cover shit when it's one of their buddies in the race. That's not, that's not fair to say about this. I'm um, not saying that's about this, but I'm saying if we're going to do a power rankings thing, not saying necessarily right now, but maybe try to tie in some dirt stuff. The entire state of Florida, not just Florida asphalt racing. We've got to broaden our horizons. We cover shit from Vermont and New Hampshire. I cover the Modified Tour on here. We cover NASCAR. It's not just a short track racing podcast. So based on the... Uh, so let's let's go ahead and, and let's interject that a little bit. Of the drivers that I have on here, where would you put, where, where would you put them? First. You'd put him first? Absolutely, 100%. That's why I just went on that little tangent. Has he won anything this year? Because this is 2023 power rankings, not 2022. Well, Alltech hasn't raced yet. Then he wouldn't qualify for the list right now. <laughs> she gave me that look like, oh, my God. You're, I, I'm trying to make a point. No, I, I get it. I get it, and I know what your point is, but you have if you're to. Gonna, if you're going to rank all of the drivers in Florida, rank all of the drivers in Florida. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to asphalt. But if you would like to give me some dirt drivers that you think deserve to be in the top twelve each week, I would gladly. I didn't say I wanted to do my own power ranking. I'm just I, I saying say we need it, to start covering I, stuff and give credit where it's due. I, I didn't say you had to make your own power rankings, but if you have a couple of dirt drivers that you think deserve to be talked about, then shout them out during this part. That's totally okay. But I'm going to focus on the asphalt drivers because that's what we primarily cover. If you want to start doing dirt segments, then we'll do the uh, the dirty with Ryan. But <laughs> no, we will not do that. So, no. <clears throat> yuck. So I do have some notes here on uh, some of the changes. So we'll go over that real quick. And again, no changes on the NASCAR side of things. That'll that'll happen after the clash here. So TJ DeCare. You haven't dr- changed your mind at all? On what? You didn't get bullied because Ross Chastain. Oh my God, he's an nope. age. Nope, I saw, the, I saw uh, Mr. Say's comment about that. And, uh, oh, is that who made that comment? Yeah, yeah. Then um, I'm gonna I keep Ross right there because back to anything, so I'm not even really uh, right. again. That was my rankings for the clash. I don't think Ross is gonna be a factor in the clash, so I will keep him where I have him. Um, so TJ DeCare drops out of the top twelve because of a twelfth place finish and a disqualification. Had a rough night, got into George Gorham. So TJ DeCare uh, definitely has a chance to get back up into the top of the rankings with a good run during speed weeks. We'll see how that all plays out. Uh, Cody Strickler now to number one for his Strickler? on-track performance. Uh, yes, I I always I type it differently every damn time. That's a high side tickler. Right, it's tickler. That's dirt. We don't cover dirt. Right, exactly. Uh, Michael Hine moves up to third with his prolate performance at Speedfest. Michael Atwell drops from first to fifth because he struggled at Speedfest. Steve Gill drops out for now. Could move back in if he has a good run at Auburndale this weekend. Yeah, I I hated to have to kick him out, but. He's only run the one race, and he didn't win like Daniel Webster, so the staying power is not there. Uh, Bobby Mobley jumps to eighth after an impressive run at Citrus, as we talked about. Jeff Schofield moves to seventh after a great night at Auburndale. Caleb Grossenbacher moves into 12th. Michael Goddard falls out. Um, He didn't race, so he's out, hasn't won anything. And Travis Blotz is in to his position after the big win in the Wilson Memorial over at Citrus. So that's where we stand with the power rankings. I will have the updated graphics put up later this weekend because, of course, I want everybody to listen to the show and, you know, hear the commentary before we put them up. What's up? You had a thought over there. I did. Did you lose it? No. Oh, what's up? I didn't watch Auburndale, so I don't know how it's gone, and now I think the driver that I was going to say maybe should be on there. Who is it? Chase Lovelady. Yeah. No, I I had to wrestle with that. Um, also, Steve Dorr. Why? Because Steve Dorr was not there. Um, I think Steve Dorr ran a prolate and didn't do so well at Speedfest. But I feel like Chase Lovelady. Yeah. Get some credit where it's due. Boy leads a lot of laps. Also, he's really nice. Also, also I, he got a win. I was on the phone with him today, and then like five minutes later, he sent me a tracking list, for, tracking number for the brake pads that I ordered. Wow. He, he got things done. Race car engineering is the shit, man. Shameless plug. They're the shit. That's the one thing that went right today. Well, at least something went right. But no, Chase Lovelady, I mean, if he continues to run that well and pick up wins at Auburndale, he will easily move into the list. The, the list is going to move around a lot on a, on a weekly basis. It's going to be hard to be in there every single week. So um, honorable mention for, mention for sure for Chase Lovelady. With that said, we have the clash at the Coliseum coming up 
NASCAR is coming back into our lives. Uh, we talked, we we touched on it just a little bit last week. Uh, very fun event, fun atmosphere last year. Looking forward to it coming back this year. Can't wait for the Wiz Khalifa concert. Is that before or after or during? I know. <laughs> Name a Wiz Khalifa song. See you again with Charlie Pugh. Perfect. Um, you name a Wiz I, Khalifa song. The one you just said right there. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. I'll probably recognize it, but I don't know. <laughs> nah. I'm not, I'm not nah. familiar with, with this particular wizard. So um, definitely looking forward to it. I think NASCAR expanded the field a little bit to 27 versus 24. So there'll be a couple extra cars on the grid, which is fine, but it takes a little bit of the drama out of the heat races. Again, Wait, just have you like, never heard the song Black and Yellow? Maybe. It's a black and yellow, black and yes! yellow. Okay, so yeah, I've that's heard it. That's with Khalifa. Don't know. I just, that's not my my style, so I don't. What about Young and Wild Spring? Maybe. Sing it for me. So I? What we hang. <laughs> I don't know. Get Steven to sing it for you. Yeah, I don't, do I don't know. Um, don't really care. I'm I'm focused on the, the racing. The Pitbull thing was lame last year, and the, the wizard... Wizard Khalif will probably be lame this year. So, with that said, though, uh, like I said, with the the Citrus stuff, really like the the heat race format. You got to qualify your way in, race through the last chance race. Only one provisional to the highest finisher in points, not already qualified. So there might be big names going home, and I like that. Are you talking about the clash? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, the heat races. Well, B main. Stenhouse make it if he qualifies. He's not high enough in points. He needs to, he needs to qualify but in one of the like top positions. Way up here. Yeah, if only you if you reverse the list. But also, if I just stood up, because he's only about five foot ten. True, he's, true. You you he's tower a grown over, little man. You tower over him. Yes, at my whopping five foot ten and a half. I'm gonna stick with my pick that I unfortunately made on the hot mic today. I picked Danny Hamlin to win. Who do you think is gonna win the clash? The guy. <laughs> Who doesn't crash? Who crosses the line first? And who do you think that guy is going to be? Give me a guy. Who's the guy? Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney. Okay, so you're with no. Jake Wilson. No. Oh, never mind. Um, who did who did Austin say? Because part of me also wants to say Alex Bowman. Oh, Austin picked. Oh, Austin wouldn't goodness. pick Ryan Blaney. That's putting too much pressure on his driver. Yeah, no, he did not. Uh, he picked. God, Larson. who did he pick? Nobody picked Larson. Nobody picked Harvick. You know who's not going to win it? I think Austin picked Logano. You know I who's not going to win it? Who? Chase Briscoe. Mm-hmm. That's who Austin picked. Austin picked Chase Briscoe. I'm picking Ryan Priest. That'd be cool. I'd die. That'd be super cool. I'd die. He made. He qualified. And then he's uh, coming to Daytona. He's going to win there. So he's just going to win everything, right? All the things. All the things. Modifieds mainly. I think he was the most impressive driver in last year's race because he qualified in in a uh, Rick Ware racing car. Actually won one of the last chance races, so that was cool. But yeah, NASCAR's back. Yay! Um, <laughs> we'll be. We'll have more Crying to talk about next in a week. Corner. A um, couple of rules changes that I want to talk to Margo about. For for NASCAR this year, get her opinion. I I feel like 
You know, Margo's been subdued today because Margo's had a Margo's had a day. Margo is literally using this as a venting session. Margo's not allowed um, to talk bad about any. We we might get uh, we might get spicy Margo to come out. Wait, let so me get some more for the here, have a fireball. Ew! Um, if I wanted to taste regret, I'd go back <coughs> to my ex. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's sorry. Wow, <laughs> didn't mean to bring up those emotions. My heart. Sorry. So on the Getting Deep with Ryan podcast, what's haunting you today? On occasion, why, I have to make a joke for the girls whose husbands. Why are these memories and haunting you so badly and bringing you to these dark and twisty places? Speaking of twisty, the road course races will no longer have stage cautions. That was a good segue. You got to give me a little credit there. Um, she's not listening to me at all. Um Road course races, no longer going to have the stage cautions. So when they get to lap 35 or whatever it is. Then they go to lap 36? Correct. But they will score the top 10. They'll give the, the stage points to the top 10. and They'll give the playoff point to whoever's leading. They're just not going to throw the yellow. Are their scorers capable of scoring while the yellow flag is not out? God, I hope so because it's electronic and all that stuff. So, Chris Gardner, I hope you fixed that. I hope that's just, I hope it's down. A lot of people like it because they say it'll bring the strategy back. Because basically, this year, if you if you stayed out to win a stage and then you pitted, you'd be behind everybody. Yeah. And there was no reward for winning a stage. There was no reward for running well. To be honest, so. I really just watch the road courses to see which turtles are going to pull up. Fair enough. Fair enough. They've they're they've been hit or miss lately. I don't know. Maybe I'll get to like which ones in Atlanta. Atlanta. Which road courses in Georgia? There isn't one. No. There's not a NASCAR one. Uh, not one on the NASCAR circuit. Oh. There's Coda. Oh, wait, Coda's in Texas. Maybe I'll get to go to Coda. That's a beautiful racetrack. I would never want to go to Texas. Texas. <laughs> but that's where that's at, so. Yeah, you got, so you got Coda. You've got Indy Road Course. Uh, Bring back the Roval. Watkins Glen. I think I'm going to go, I want to go to the Roval. That would be fun. I think I want to rob. <clears throat> and what's the what's the other road course? Uh, oh, the stupid Chicago street track. That's not a road course. Street course. <laughs> so yeah, no more. Uh, <laughs> that's a game of manhunt. Ooh, yeah, that's dark. Um, the other big rule is you no longer have to be in the top thirty in Cup or top twenty in Xfinity or Trucks. If you have a win and you're playoff eligible, you are in the playoffs. Thoughts there. So, like, Corey LaJoy almost won Atlanta last year, right? But he wasn't. Too bad that shit only counts in horseshoes. Right. Grenades and but bombs. if he won, he was, like, 31st in points, he wouldn't have qualified. That is no longer a stipulation. You just have to run all the races. So if you it win doesn't matter. one? If you win one, you're in. You don't have to be in the top whatever in points anymore. If you're playoff eligible and you win, you, on, you get the playoff spot. baby, please win a race. Yeah, that's going to help Ricky Stenhouse. I think what NASCAR should do, you know how, like, you get these drivers who are – they don't turn 18 until, like, March, so they can't run the first couple races like Jake Garcia. Goddamn fucking disclosure and shit that right. y'all sign. Anyways. Right. But instead of giving playoff waivers, just say, if you're in the top 30 in points or you're in the top 25 in points and you get a win, you're in. It doesn't matter how many races you start. Just get a win and get X amount of points and you can race for the championship. That's what they should have done. Cool beans. That's, that's my opinion. Great. Um, the other big rule, of course, is you can no longer do the hail melon. You can no longer wall ride and earn positions that way. How do you feel about that? Shouldn't have been able to do it in the first place. 
And I figured that's where you would go with that because you didn't like the move when it happened. I don't like the motherfucker that made the now, movie. Now, if Ricky Stenhouse had done that. Stupid. Still stupid? Okay. Hey, at Man, least you're look, fair. Look, he can't drive. At least you're fair. He's just cute. And I'm not at, talking about Ross Chastain. At least you're fair. And I don't know why you got to talk about me. I'm a pretty okay driver. Anyways. So, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, Speed Fest. What do you got for Speed Fest? I know you... you you watched some of it, or you no, had some inside getting, information? getting some inside information, but not, an, I mean, Bubba Pollard won. Florida boy. Not quite. Oh, what the Noia, heck? Georgia. And that is two in a row for Bubba. Actually, one yeah. last year, too. So it was, what, Bubba, Casey, no. Uh, Corey Heim. Corey Heim. Jake Garcia. Yeah. Casey Roderick. Yep. Timothy Watson. Who? Timothy Watson. Who? He's a Florida boy. He raced at Auburndale a couple weeks ago. Uh, All right. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> William Swalich was sixth. Florida boy. He seventh. raced at New Smyrna a few weeks ago. That's right. Uh, Colin Allman, seventh. Florida boy. William Byron, last year's Florida, Florida boy. boy. Uh, Steve Doerr was ninth, so good I was Steve. incorrect. Uh, he ran a super to a top ten, so good run. Uh, Matt Craig, tenth. Gio Ruggiero, Billy Van Meter, Michael Goddard, Hunter Wright, Tony Elrod, your top 15, Michael Atwell, 16th, Jet Nolan, Michael Hind, and some guy named Chase Elliott in 19th and Never 20th was Johnny Sauter. So they started 26 drivers. Um, Where did waiting for data finish? 26th. Uh, made six laps. Cool. I ran out of data. Um, yeah, I honestly didn't watch Speedfest this year. Don't really know too much about it, but I know Bubba Pollard won. And they had a prolate model race to go along with that, it which was, was apparently the race that lasted forever. Bubba a lot of Pollard, cautions. Bubba Pollard and Chase Elliott both over the radio at, at one point went, I feel like we've been racing for over an effing hour. And they were like 15 laps in. Yeah. And then like with like seven to go, there was like three cautions. So a lot of cautions at the beginning, a lull in the middle, a lot of cautions at the end. I did get sent a really cool picture of a race car like sideways and then another certain race car who won't be named because I don't talk about motherfuckers I don't like. Yeah. Uh, hitting that other race car, and that was my favorite picture of the week. That was waiting for data. <laughs> yeah, sure, that's what we'll call it. They also, so, they had like, the... It went from getting pictures of really pretty race cars all in one piece to wrecked race cars. So there's that. But in its own twisted way, it was pretty. Um, yeah. They had the prolate model race that accompanied it, and Augie Grill took the win there over Caden Quapple. Michael Lyon was third, Kale Hall fourth, Dylan Fetchko in fifth, uh, Katie Hettinger was sixth, she'll be at Speed Weeks, Bryson Schaefer seventh, eighth was Seth Christensen, Brett Suggs ninth, Cody Hall rounding up the top ten. So Steve Dorado ran both, so he had a, a Super and a Pro, he was 11th in the Pro, Zach Dixon was 12th, 13th was Jolyn Wilkinson, 14th, Robbie Taylor. 15th, Spencer Bragg. Joe Aramendia, or Crash, was 16th. 17th was Kyle McCollum. 18th was Joseph Meyer. David Reagan, 19th. And 20th was Gavin Graham. Had an accident, but stayed on all four wheels. Uh, our buddy, didn't Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he might have went to the watermelon patch. Um, no. Nicholas Noggle, though, our buddy, he <laughs> had problems and did not start. So hopefully that gets... Hopefully his speed weeks goes better than his Wait, uh, in which one? month of January in the uh, in the pro. Oh, in the super, he decided he was going to go he watermelon. He was in the watermelon, picking. yeah. 
Hopefully his uh, February hey. goes better than January because he had a rough January. Nick. Yes. Don't do that, eh? D- don't go watermelon picking when you're trying to race. Anything else you want to cover before we let these people go? Do you have a dickhead? Of, I mean, Richard Cranium? <laughs> Whoa. All right. Um, yeah, I do. Waiting for data. Hate that son of a bitch. Really, really hate him. Do you have one? <laughs> Your ugly, cheating, whore wife. Waiting for data, Jr. <laughs> I'd love to meet that bitch. I'd like to shake her hand because in four four years, I ain't got a ring, but apparently she's got one. She's right back there in the shed. Go get her. Also, if she's ugly, cheating, and a whore, those three things don't really go together. Interesting mix for sure. Interesting mix. <laughs> All right. Well, appreciate <laughs> Great. Well, now we're going to get copyright. Well, it's, it's been another interesting one. Um, plenty of great stuff coming up next week. We plan to be at the Auburndale Speedway for the SRL Sportsman Series race. Plus, we have our World Series preview show coming up. Uh, most of the entries are in. It still might be one or two that come trickling in. So we'll give you our predictions. That's right. I'm going to make Margo do homework, and she's going to kill me. <laughs> Fuck you. We're going to pick our top five drivers nope. in each class. Nope. And we're going to do our World Series preview next Simply weekend. Simply not happening. Uh, power rankings update the clash. We'll talk about it all. So, I'll have um, some um, dirt Vol- car. Volusia stuff. No, yep. Dirt car national. Yes. For Monday night, I think I'm going out there. Already. So we'll have a little bit of that. We'll, we'll work some dirt in there. Maybe. Since, since maybe. Um, so, yeah, big show next week. World Series preview. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, my goodness. We'll have an interview with Mr. <coughs> Robert Schultz. Yeah, so Schultz mega mega show. Products, fuel cells, Z10 Motorsports. We try to keep this one relatively concise today, but uh, big one coming next week, so get ready for that. Um, we'll have our midweek speed weeks show cut together. I'll probably be doing a lot of recording on my phone, so the audio will sound a little bit different on that one. Um, and then we'll have our speed weeks, World Series, all that uh, recap show in two weeks after the Daytona 500. So we're plenty. Going, we're going to take bets on how many monsters Marco drinks a day during speed weeks. Two packs. It might be. <laughs> it would be like 60, 35 plus 35, 70 monsters 70. Yeah, that's a, a lot. But that might be what you need to do. We're also going to take a bet on what day Marco inevitably passes out in the camper and cannot be fucking moved. Two. Day two. Day one, adrenaline, excitement. No, day one Day one for me. Well, day one for me is Day practice. one for you was like three weeks ago, <sighs> if you want to be technical about it. And then Jack messages me today. Hey, are you going to be at the practice day? I'm like, yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. Come with Rob? No, Jack needs a spotter. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go out to practice for a little while, then go back to the shop, then probably go to the, the party. Oh, the gotcha. The kickoff party. That'll be fun. I'll see you there. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going yet. To practice? No, I'm going to practice. I got work to do out there. Oh. Lots of work. Oh. You can't come to the kickoff party? We'll see. Might be able to. Uh. With that said, we out. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to our great sponsors. Those guys. uh, Those those guys, the ones that you've listened to twice now during this show, because I know nobody fast-forwards through the commercials. (laughs) <laughs> I fast forward through half the damn show. I know you do. Every time I speak. I hear my voice and I'm like, nope. 
Well, I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, we'll check in with you next week. Big show coming up, so get ready for that. Get out, watch some great racing this week, and get ready for Speed Weeks coming at you. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.